welcome to Sunday Fun Day, where every episode, this husband and wife give you the scoop on a different ice cream flavor. I'm your King Cone, Marcelo Goldberger. And I'm your ice queen, Carolyn Crow. Today we'll be talking about Tillamook Malted Moo Shake Ice Cream, and it was suggested on Instagram by at Susan Witten. Thank you so much, Susan Witten. But before we get into it, we have a listener comment to share as well. We sure do. So we heard from a user on Apple Podcasts named Queerfo. Queerfo. <laughs> and their review is called Jenny's Review. I was looking everywhere for a proper Jenny's Ted Lasso Biscuits review, and these folks delivered in a big way. Five stars. Oh, man. Five stars. <laughs> that was one of our uh, Extra Scoop episodes. I don't know if everybody has been listening to those Extra Scoop episodes, but that was a fun one that we did uh, back in olden times. That's an old one. Thank you for the sweet review, Querfo. Super appreciate the reviews, guys. Keep them coming. We hope that you guys will keep them, keep them rolling in and give us a little love on, on, the, on the review sites. It helps us so much when you write a review and it takes like two seconds of your time. And it like half a second of your time is just clicking five stars. Guys, in like five milliseconds, you could write three reviews <laughs> for our podcast. Like, I don't even know what you're doing with your time. We appreciate you and we love you. So much. All right. Now on to the ice cream social where we dish about what's going on with us. Carolyn, what's happening with you? You know, it's summertime. And the living's easy. Summertime and the living is easy. And I did something weird, which is... <laughs> what did you do? What have you done? <laughs> I, uh, I got another hole pierced in my ears. My beloved husband got me these beautiful ruby earrings. And my... My sweet baby boy's birthstone is ruby and my other sweet baby boy's birthstone is garnet. And I yeah. became obsessed with the idea of wearing the garnet earrings and the ruby earrings at the same time. Yeah, you became obsessed. Like you would just really wake did. up and like in your dreams, one eye would be one gem and the other eye <laughs> would be the other gem. It's yeah. Like I need to have it. Anyway, I, yeah. I finally did it on a day when you guys were busy doing something else. I had... Yeah a lady outing mm -hmm. with friend of the pod Maris. Yes, yes. The only character we love more than Farmer Armor is Maris. And she's uh, a real character, all right. <laughs> <laughs> and and we went we went to a tattoo shop and I got a new hole pierced in each lobe. And then Maris's wonderful husband Andrew had the great idea that I should wait and see how long it would take you guys to notice. Hey guys, it's not just in the podcast where she surprises me. These are little little crumbs she leaves throughout my life. <laughs> and how long did it take? It took 24 hours, mm -hmm. which I thought was pretty good. I had mentioned it didn't come completely out of left field. Mm -hmm. It was it was a scheme that you knew about, but you didn't know that I had put this scheme into yeah, action. Yeah, so... that's that's pretty par for the course for you. There's going to be a scheme sometime <laughs> in the next six months to two years. It's going to activate <laughs> very suddenly. That's the way I work. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's your just, MO. Just like this podcast. So <laughs> yes, uh, one of my sisters did comment that it's very on brand for me to get a second ear piercing right before I turn 40. <laughs> I mean, honestly, I'm into it. Yes. Two, I'm waiting until like 49 when you get like a nose piercing. And oh, like, wow. yeah, there we go. <laughs> yeah. So that's what's going on with me. What's going on with you? 
What's going on with me? Well, I mean, you know, it's summertime, summer, summer, summertime, as you said, and, like, we're just in the throes of, like, the pool. Like, this is the first year we've really been at our local pool, and we've been, like, really getting into it, and, um, yeah, the kids are doing some dive team stuff, some pre-swim stuff. It's just been, uh, you know, consuming our lives. No. But no, it's their, their, their lives, really. Um, yeah, so it's just, it's just been a very new and interesting experience to be like part of the, the local social community place and, and really be at the pool and watching them swim. They're like big dudes and like now they're having like swimmer bodies and it's like, oh, goodness, you can overpower me like in, by the end of summer, Yeah. you're going to be like benching me. Yeah, for sure. So that's uh, some facts about us. And Carolyn, how about you give us some ice cold facts about today's ice cream? I would absolutely love to. I actually had a lot of fun doing this homework today. I don't know why, um, but we're gonna we're gonna why? get into. It. I don't I don't know. I don't usually I don't usually enjoy homework, but uh, yeah. So I was learning all about Tillamook, which. Tillamook, Tillamook, Tillamook. Tillamook. I'm sure it's Tillamook. Hey, Tillamook. <laughs> this guy over here. I gotta go Tillamook something. Hey. I, I am going to pronounce it Tillamook because that's what feels right to me. So apologies to uh, the Pacific Northwesterners who actually know how it's pronounced. Tillamook. Till Tillamook? I just, yeah. Tillamook. Tillamook. Okay. There you have it. Tillamook the ice cream is not owned by a huge international conglomerate like what? many of our other friends who are owned by Unilever and others. Tillamook is owned by the Tillamook County Creamery Association. Oh, how quaint. A co-op of dairy farmers in the Pacific Northwest. Oh, guys, that's so cute. Isn't it sweet? So, I mean, part of the reason I enjoyed doing my homework is there were so many pictures of like lush green rolling hills <laughs> yeah, in that's my the, homework. That's, that's part of the, the world. You know how much I love a lush green rolling hill. So uh, Tillamook County is in Oregon. And as you might know about the Pacific Northwest, they get quite a bit of rain up there. And this particular part of the land is extremely lush and green and grassy and the cows love it. And the dairy farmers love that the cows love it. So there have been dairy farmers there since the mid 1800s. The co-op was founded in 1909 when 10 dairy farmers each paid a $10 fee and agreed to share resources, knowledge, and a brand. Tillamook. A $10 fee? What do you mean? What, what did they, like, they, buy-in? They bought or? in. That was their buy-in. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that was like the poker pool. <laughs> yeah, the poker pool. <laughs> the ante. The Tillamook poker pool. For years, Tillamook was a renowned cheesemaker with a secret recipe brought down from Canada by Peter McIntosh, a man you might know better as... The cheese king of the coast. Would I know him better as that? Or one might know him better as that? One might. Fair enough. Because I don't know this guy. I don't know him and his Canadian dairy secrets. All right. So the cheese king of the coast created this incredible Tillamook recipe that was used for decades. In 1947, they started experimenting with making ice cream under the brand name Tillamook Made which is so cute. <laughs> <laughs> it's so cute. Oh my goodness, guys. This might be our cutest episode yet. 
1949, they had a new state-of-the-art plant for making all of their ice cream, cheese, and butter. And they started distributing ice cream as far north as Clatsop County and as far south as Lincoln County. Guys, that's a range right there, I would imagine. <laughs> I have no idea. So Tillamook has steadily grown over the years, and the Tillamook County Creamery Association now has about 80 members in the county and the immediate region. So Tillamook does distribute nationally, though I couldn't find any details on when they started shipping ice cream farther than Lincoln County, Oregon. That's not information that the internet had to share with me. As usual, all of my sources are on the show notes. But really, there isn't that much in the way of controversy around Tillamook. Oh, in... man, that's why we do this. We <laughs> get dirty. We get our fingers in the ground and figure <laughs> out what those Pennsylvania farmers are doing with all that ice cream. I know, I know. Well, th today it's not about the Pennsylvania farmers. It's about the Oregon farmers and their cheese king of the coast. And so... their verdant greenery. <laughs> So they did make news in 2005 when Tillamook listened to consumer pressure and became the first big national dairy brand to require all suppliers to phase out the use of genetically engineered bovine growth hormones. So that's cool. Interesting. <laughs> uh, and then in 2018, they opened a new creamery that, of course, also serves as a tourist attraction, and they get about a million visitors per year. Because, like, who doesn't? A million? A million. A million visitors a year at the Tillamook Creamery. Who doesn't want to go to a place called a creamery, though? I think I'm deciding that creamery sounds like the best place to be. But is it cute? It's adorable. Of course it's cute. <laughs> so I, I, for a long time, we've lived in our house for five years and I wanted to come up with a cute name for our house. And now I'm thinking of calling it the creamery. <laughs> oh no. Oh no. Because it's so cute. <laughs> the Quoba, the Quimoe. It's adorable. Everybody come to the Quimoe. I honestly, I have been trying for like two years to come up with a cute name for the house that plays on uh, mint something because my actual dream is to have a boat called the Junior Mint or <laughs> or a tiny house called the Junior Mint. So <laughs> anyway, all right, that's neither here nor there. Uh, they get about a million visitors per year. And Whoa. I think, yep. And that's everything I've got to tell you about Tillamook. I guess I didn't really get into the malted moosheake thing, but uh, there, there we'll, wasn't. There... We'll get into that. Yeah, the internet had uh, nothing to say about it. So I mean, spoiler alert, we won't have much to say about it either. <laughs> That's <laughs> it's not just, true. It's That's just not, not true. It's, we'll have like plenty to say. It's just not the most, it's not the most surprising flavors. It'll be fine. Mm. It's great. Susan Witten would argue otherwise, I think. So she didn't say that it was the most complex, you know, masterpiece <laughs> of flavor. She just likes it. <laughs> I'm getting punchy. Uh, all right, we're almost ready for the flavor of the day. But first, let's avoid getting the cream freeze and go to a break. All right, never mind. We're back. And now it's time for the main event. <laughs> 
This time we tasted Tillamook Malted Mooshake. But before we give our personal reviews, we always like to share the company's take on their product or what we call the ice cream dream. All right, this is straight from the website, but there, this will be the description of the, the ice cream itself, which is something I think we're starting to work in a little bit more so people know exactly what we're tasting here. And That's also a necessity. honestly what I always thought that this segment would be. So. Turns out not so much. We've had a necessity. It's like, oh, wait, they forgot to speak about what the ice cream was in their copy. So anyway, so coming from the website, this is the Malted Moon Shake ice cream, smooth, rich malted vanilla ice cream with chocolatey fudge chips. And their little marketing line is just all the nostalgia of the soda fountain. Okie dokie. And that I think encapsulates, that's a great segue for me to go into my review here. In oh that boy. That's about, that's about the level you're going to get from this, <laughs> this ice cream. And this, and I don't mean that as a big, a big dig, but there's just not a whole lot of there there with this one. Mm. Um, it is very basic on man, many a level. So, but mm -hmm. I, I, I can start off with my review um yeah let's for, hear it let's hear it let's do it for taste i gave it a four you know i, I couldn't mm -hmm. find anything really wrong with the taste the taste was good it had that it the malt you know malt is such a big thing for you and i'll let you mm -hmm. talk to malt um because i want to hear everything you have i to talk say to malt, malt every day <laughs> um so yeah the, the malt flavor was there and i i give big notes for for that really felt in there sometimes they there's something that is supposed to be in there and you really don't taste it there was no denying it for me that the malt mm -hmm. taste was in there which made it stand out a little bit from from other things mm -hmm. so I, I certainly think the taste was there the, the little um brownie bitsy things in there the, the fudge chocolatey fudge chips were there you know i Again, we ran into that, that problem of like not enough inclusions. I don't know if we have to just flip ice creams over and rip out the bottom and start from the bottom for our reviews from now on, but well, I, I didn't get enough of those. Yeah, you know, this time we did something that we don't often do and we shared it with our children. Yeah. So I very specifically scooped their dishes first so that if there was an incident of insufficient inclusions on the top layer they would they would get that in their bowls yeah it's like that this could have been better distributed so uh, but that's a texture thing um yeah the taste the taste was was fine i give it a four it, it mm -hmm. was it was good it's just not a lot to say there it mm -hmm. was what it was going for which was not very complex texture i gave a i gave hmm. okay i gave it a three uh it just i was waffling between a three and a two Mm. Uh, the, the, I mean, the texture had that gum aspect to it, and I'm just getting very attuned to it, I guess, in, in going through this and um, with our first guest, Anna, you know, really targeting what it is and like what the feel of it is and why it's included in things like you can you just I'm just really getting a feel for that. Mm. And it was too much in there. It was smooth, but now, oh, I realize it's smooth because of the gum aspect to it. So I give it kind of a, a kick for that at this mm -hmm. point. But yeah, I mean, the 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 inclusions when i got it gave it that texture other texture it was a nice mm -hmm. bite it wasn't like a weird those can sometimes go go badly and it didn't go badly so again it's i i, I want to try to give some complexity to my review here but it's like it not bad it okay you know is that's kind okay of, that's kind that i mean that's the level of uh expertise that you have to offer so that's <laughs> that's my level of expertise it okay it not bad <laughs> caveman style review it good not bad um so i gave it three for texture and then for creativity i gave it a two 
Mm. Yeah, I mean the malt. I'll get. I'll give it to the malt. The malt is something a little different. As much as that's such a key flavor in like malt shakes, I don't feel like you see that in ice cream necessarily mm -hmm. too much, which is weird. You'd think it would be more common, but I, I don't know. Malt, I, I guess, feels like a niche thing. In in seeing it through the lens of you and and you asking for it enough, it's something that's like common enough but not like what people are going for mm -hmm. is, is my feel for it like you can get a malted version of a shake at like five guys so five guys is pretty big they've got a lot of shakes so malt is not you can't get it at pot belly anymore though the last time i tried to get a pot belly milkshake and i asked for malt they were like we don't have that anymore i was like oh man when did that happen they were like uh like five years ago <laughs> And you've never been to a pot belly since. I mean, basically, yeah, I only went for the milkshake. <laughs> <laughs> and that little cookie on top. Double chocolate malt, baby. Yeah, that was good stuff. Every so pregnant woman's most important food group. Yeah, you, you were housing those with some fries that chance you got with our kids, that's for sure. Um, so creativity too, just nothing too exciting with this one. The malt was, was fine, but otherwise, yeah, I don't know. They didn't really do anything. And... Again, the marketing, bringing in their marketing, the marketing was, woof. Uh, yeah. just it's, it's like a, it's like a soda shop. It's like I guess that's a nostalgia play, but yeah, it feels pretty ham-handed and un uninspired. Mm -hmm. Um, and for visual appeal, I gave it a three. Yeah, okay, yeah, it's 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 basic. It's fine. It's good. It's yum. Um, it's fine. It's so good. I it's gave, yum. It's fine. It's good. It's yum. So for my total score, I gave it a three point four. Which in, in comparing to other scores, it's like, yeah, that's exactly where that falls. That's that super middle of the road. Mm -hmm. there's, it's, there's nothing bad about it. Like, I can't give it any real negatives. How about you? Yeah, I felt very much the same way as you. This was something that I was really excited to try because I do love that malt flavor. Yeah. Um, I, I love malt with chocolate, but this was very much a celebration of just malted milk. And in looking at the ingredient list, it looks like they're not adding like malted milk powder to this, the, like what you would add to a milkshake to make it a malt. Yeah. They're using barley malt and wheat extract. Anyway, I love malt and I gave taste to four because yeah. I, th it was for sure there. It was yeah. fully there. No problemo. Uh, and it was delicious. And those chocolate uh, fudge flakes, I think maybe they called them. Uh, those are pretty tasty. I didn't love the flavor on those, but yeah. um, malt and chocolate goes so great together that I'm, I'm not going to be mad about it. Yeah. So four for taste. Texture, I gave it a three. It was definitely missing inclusions. Yeah. I had almost as much of an issue with the way that the sizing of the inclusions was all over the place. Mm. Some of the chunks were really big. Some of them were just teeny tiny little baby flakes. So mm. you didn't get a consistent texture experience. You didn't get as much texture experience as I would have wanted anyway. So it was yeah. just it was really a miss with the inclusions. Yeah. I didn't even get enough to like know that there was a variation in size, obviously. Yeah. And we've had that other ice cream, I can't remember off the top of my head, that had the kind of shavings, which you say, like, you know, as they freeze it. And that had a right. variation, but it worked so well. You know, they just they just got that right there. Yeah, I want to say that was like the Talenti coffee chocolate chip that we did with Maris, maybe, right. where yeah. I because I think 
that felt like a coffee stracciatella, which that stracciatella is where they put the shavings in like that. And I really like that texture. Yeah, that was the bomb. Um, but yeah, this this texture, it was not decisive about what it wanted to be and there wasn't enough of it. And then as far as the texture of the base itself goes, yeah, it was silky smooth, but it was like robot, <laughs> robot silky smooth. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's the Canadian secret. He's a robot the whole time. <laughs> oh my gosh. Can we make that IP actually the, the late 1800s Canadian cheese making king of the coast is actually a robot? Where's your factory? There is no factory. <laughs> I am the factory. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty good. That's pretty good. I'm pretty into it. There we go. Creative. So I'm giving you a five for creativity. I'm giving this ice cream a two for creativity because like you, I was just really happy to see malt being used, but that's kind of as far as they got. Um, The thing about like carnation malted milk powder that, you know, I, I like having on hand to add to ganache or pudding or whatever because I just love that flavor um you have to or I have to in in my hometown I have to go to the grocery store that's next to the retirement community because that's the only grocery store that carries malted milk powder I guess such an old-fashioned it's an old-fashioned thing yeah so it's it's only the retirees who are asking for it, I guess. <laughs> and then for visual appeal, I gave it a two because it, mm. it, it, again, the inconsistency in the sizing of yeah. the inclusions, it was so indecisive about what it was doing with those inclusions. So it just sort of, it didn't look bad, Yeah, but it didn't really offer much. So with a four, three, two, two, my total score is 3.3. And with our scores combined, we get 3.35. Sounds about right. I was re- we were so close to, we have not actually matched up on a score yet. I don't we were think. very close. This was so close. You were right down there. I was like, come on, come on. <laughs> ah, no, fine. Yeah, it was a close one. I mean, listen, I'm going to eat more of this. Yeah. I'm, I'm so for I'm sure going to eat it. more. No, no, this is not going to end up on the buy nothing, but uh, yeah, it just, it didn't blow me away. All right, and now it's on to our next segment, the Wheel of Toppings. Spin it, baby, and let's see what topping we get today. Okay, what's it going to be? What's it going to be? All right, we have a winner, and... Today's topping is going to be sliced almonds. What do you think? Sliced Sliced almonds. almonds. You know, me and nuts have had a, (laughs) you know, a turbulent (laughs) history together. I've never been nuts for nuts exactly, but I've, I've come to over the years, opened up my palate a little bit. And almond is definitely a flavor. I think of fondly. I ate a lot of marzipan as a kid because my mom's from Denmark and marzipan is very big over there. So yeah, you know, I mess around with almonds now a little bit more than most things, but 
Yeah, I mean, it's not a very bold flavor. Uh, no. So it's, I don't know. I don't know how much it's going to enhance much in here, particularly, or contrast off of anything mm -hmm. more specifically. Yeah, it's a pretty subtle flavor, I would say. And the flavor profile of malt already is a little bit nutty. Yeah, that, right. that barley malt flavor mm -hmm. has some toasty, nutty notes mm -hmm. to it. So... Yeah, yeah, like you're saying, we're not going to be seeing much in the way of contrast. We are going to be getting more of that texture, texture. Mm -hmm. that we're missing. Um, but yeah. Yeah. It's, not exciting. It's not a slam dunk. All right. Thanks for listening, everybody. Before we get to the last bite and reveal next episode's flavor, how about you hit that subscribe button and leave us a review? And we'd love to hear your suggestions for what flavor to try next. It's definitely, you know, there's a lot of flavors out there, so it helps guide us too. So you could be like the wind beneath our wings. So DM us on Instagram at Sunday Funday Podcast or email us at sundayfundaypodcast at gmail.com. That's Sunday with an E and Funday with a Y. And why don't we go ahead and reveal next episode's flavor? Next week, we are going to be heading back to our boys, Ben and Jerry. Whoop, whoop. Yes, they're back. The boys are back in town. Yes. And we are tasting moose pie. It's a pretty new flavor. And uh, I'm pretty pumped up because we are going to be joined by another special guest. Yes, Ben and Jerry and guest. It's <laughs> going to be a good one, guys. It is. It is going to be a good one. I'm really excited. All right. That'll put the cherry on top for today. As ever, I'm Marcelo. And I'm Carolyn. Reminding you to always live life. A la mode. Bye. So cute.